your passion might be consulting now. It might change then later. Right. And it changes, it develops, and then you just have to follow your passion. You know, sometimes it's hard to stick to one thing, or you have to let something drive you so you can still stay passionate in it. You are now tuned into the Meesey Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Hey, my go-getters. Welcome to the Meesey Muse Unplugged podcast show. I'm your host, Christy Lindor, thrilled to be bringing you episode 50. And today we're actually going to be talking about the art of listening and go-getters. If you want to be a great consultant, listening is your secret weapon. So I'm really excited that we're going to get a chance to connect with Kit Pang. A little bit about Kit. He's the founder of Boston Speaks. He's a communications expert and go-getters. He actually calls himself a people whisperer. And I love that title. He's also a keynote speaker as well as a TEDx speaker. And go-getters, today we'll be talking to him, deep diving on a number of different techniques that you can use to really enhance your listening skills, as well as hear a little bit about his journey. So we're super excited to have Kit on the show and let's get started. So Kit, how are you doing today? Welcome to the Macy Muse. Christy, thank you so much for just having me on. I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. And Kit, where are you currently sitting I, at this I am moment? Currently sitting in my living room, if that's not what you mean, but I'm in Boston. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for connecting with us. So before we get started with today's interview kit, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Misi Muse Unplugged. Yeah, sure. And I want to talk to us about listening today because a little bit about myself. I'm the owner of Three Cats, and I think that's what your audience should know. And I've been having all these cat issues. And I'm not sure if your audience ever heard of the guy named Cesar Milan. Maybe you have heard of him. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah, I have. Okay. He's known as the dog whisperer. And so he has a TV show. He has a TV show. He takes a bad dog, and then at the end of the show, he turns the bad dog into a good dog. Now, of course, we all know it's a TV show, but it's a skill that he has that he knows what to do with these animals. And here's the thing even if the bad dog goes back to the owner that day, that bad or that good bad dog can just turn really bad again. But this person knows what he is doing with the animal to really relate to the animal and really make that animal change. Now, I recently had all these cat issues. They can never be in the same room. So I had to call a cat consultant myself. (laughs) It it sounds funny. But there's what about people? There's no such thing as a people whisperer, right? Because it's the same exact thing they are doing with animals. But there's no such thing as a people whisperer. But if you understand it, it's still mammals at the same time. It's do you know how to listen to people's body language? Do you know how to listen to their tone of voice? Do you know how to listen to their emotions? So basically, that's what I do for a living. I help people understand people a little bit more. So they can kind of be like people whisperers. That's a little bit of what I do. 
Ooh, I so love that. I so love how you tee that up, Kit. So thank you so much. And I think go-getters, you can tell you're in for a treat with Kit today. So before we get started, you know, and talking about listening as today's main topic, before we get started, Kit, I think it would be great if we can take a step back and you can maybe just share a little bit about yourself and how did you get started, you know, in terms of the work you do with Boston Speak and being kind of that people whisperer? Like, how did you start all this? Yeah, so so the more official pitch, I'm the founder of Boston Speaks. It is a leading professional development company in Boston. And so we help individuals improve the communication skills from public speaking to executive presence. So mainly focusing on professional development. So I used to be a hip hop street performer. I used to break dance, used to dance hip hop. I used to be a choreographer for around like 12 years. I loved it. But my passion in dance was going down. And when it was going down, in the back of my mind, I was saying, how the heck are people getting booked and paid to speak? I wanted to do something just like that. So when my passion was dying down, I wanted to investigate this public speaking thing. So I would find a room and then I would do something called BIS, put butts in seats. And I would teach something on this. I would teach like a communication or public speaking skill. And I would do around like four to five workshops a month. So when I first started in 2016, Throughout that year, I probably taught more than like 150 workshops. I would find a space, put butts in seats, and then I had to learn along the way of something called CTS, Convert to Sales. Because you can be a great artist, you can be a great entrepreneur, but if, you know that's why they call artists starving artists. If you don't know how to market or sell yourself, then you can't make it in the business game. But I always wanted to become a better communicator myself. I'm not sure if you have ever seen those people when they just speak, they sound so eloquent. It seems like everything just flows from their body language, their presence, to the way they speak. And I always wanted to become someone like that. And I'm still on a mission to become an exceptional communicator. So I'm just telling everyone, I'm sharing everything that I'm learning with people along the way so they can be the best leaders, influencers, and impact makers that they can be. So that's how I basically get my start with what I'm doing. That's awesome. You actually just gave me two new acronyms. As a consultant, I feel like I thought I knew a lot of different acronyms, but you just taught me too. So it shows that I'm also still on my journey as well, Kit. So thank you for the, <laughs> the butts and seats, convert to sales. I'm going to probably start using that. You know, what's interesting is that you mentioned you have a background in hip hop dancing and that you really love that. And over time, you kind of lost that passion. Maybe share what are some commonalities between the passion that first ignited you into hip hop dancing and how that same type of passion like translated to the work you're doing in terms of the workshops and helping people with their communication skills. Have you seen any key themes in that, Kit? Yeah, I think there's a key theme around and everything that we do, even the things that you love to do or, you know, the things that your audience loves to do if they listen to this now. When you are in the zone of what you do, you feel like you are yourself. You're probably obsessed with that topic and you fall into a zone. It could even be a conversation with a good friend or a stranger. And sometimes time just fly by. You don't know why, but it's like, five hours just went by because you guys were synced together. So whether you're dancing, whether you're on a podcast, whether you're an artist, you dive down into this topic or this thing that you're doing and you feel like you're in the zone. So that's the way I feel. 
because I always used to be, actually, I used to be scared of public speaking. But in college, I went into this public speaking competition. And I practiced day in and day out for like a week till 2 a.m. And when I got on stage, I felt like I was able to just like close my eyes and put my arms out because I practiced so much, the words were just coming out. But And I felt that I was able to share who I am on stage. And I think that's what the link is, no matter if it, I was dancing or I'm teaching about communication skills, I can feel like I'm myself offering my best to the people. And I think that's the best feeling that anyone can get. It's like when you can just, you know, be yourself and you can share your creativity, you can share your thoughts. So that's the link. I think that's so powerful. You know, what's interesting about that kid? I used to think that consulting, you know, when I first started my career, that it was, you know, primarily, you know, methodologies and all the business tactical, technical things that they taught me. And I always loved consulting, but you're absolutely right. I think over the years, as I tried to kind of delve deeper into why I love consulting as much as I do, it's because I feel like I can be creative in my problem solving. And it feels like it's an endless opportunity to create and help, you know, build new things, new ideas, new solutions. So I think you're so right in that anything we do, even if at the surface, it may come off as one way to people. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you have a true passion, it's because you can unleash your creativity into Mm -hmm. it. And that's what creates that passion. So it's, you're so spot on. That's so insightful. Yeah, exactly. And you know, your passion might be consulting now. It might change then later. Right. And it changes, it develops, and then you just have to follow your passion. You know, sometimes it's hard to stick to one thing or you have to let something drive you so you can still stay passionate in it. I love that. I love that. So, you know, what would be is one of the the guidance advice when you see how you made that transition? Because that was a pretty significant like reinvention, right? To go from hip hop dancing to then becoming a public speaking consultant and professional. What advice would you give to individuals that they're right now seeking their passion? I've been having a lot of conversations Kit, with people that they're yearning for that, but they kind of don't, they feel lost. They feel stuck and they're trying to figure out what is that for them? What advice would you give them? Mm, let me give two. So they asked Warren Buffett, when he, you know, decides to choose new CEOs or hire new people, they say, you know, how do you find these great people that work for him? And he always asked this one question to his potential hires. He asked them, what are you obsessed about with what we do or what you do? And I think that's my number one tip. I'm going to ask your audience, what are you obsessed with? Because when you are obsessed with something, you go into more than just learning about it. It becomes a lifestyle for you. So if I was a dancer, right, I made it as a dancer because it was a lifestyle for me. Now, if you want to investigate and if you want to dive into a new field, it won't be a job for you unless it's a lifestyle for you because a lifestyle is something that you're passionate about. Now, Christy, right, people know that you're a consultant, right, because you talk about it. People hear you do it. People see you do it. And whatever you want to transition next to, What can you be obsessed about so people can hear about it, see you talk about it on social media in real life? People can see you take pictures with it, doing it, right? I don't dance anymore. I speak now. People can hear me speak. They can, you know, they can watch videos of me speaking. It's a whole lifestyle change. So whatever thing that you do, you want to change into, most people first are scared because they might be thinking, oh, I might be going into a new career move. 
how would people think if I don't have expertise in it? What would my friends think of? Well, see, it's a lifestyle. People will see you this way. Maybe that's why people feel scared because they're like, oh, I don't know what to talk about on this topic. Or I'm not an expert or maybe whatever it is. So the tip is, what are you obsessed about? Because if your obsession becomes so big, it will become a lifestyle. So my number two tip is, I'm going to ask you and your audience this now. You can go right through it. But ask yourself why at least five times. So if you are in the middle of a career transition, or maybe you love what you do right now, I'm going to say, okay, why do you want to make a career move? Or why do you love the thing you do now? Okay? Answer that first why. So actually try this with me. So why do you like what you do? So I like what I do because I feel like I can make an impact. Mm, so, so now here's the thing. It's up to you to see the next question. You can use what or why. Sure. So why is it important that you make this impact? It's important for me because I didn't have the resources that I do now. And I feel like it's my way of giving back. Because I want people to get the help and support that they need that I didn't get when I was, you know, younger in my career. Mm. So are you saying that you feel like it's crucial for you to give back because you felt like you didn't get that support when you were growing up, let's say? Right, right. Yeah. Earlier in my career, I didn't get it. So now that I have this knowledge, I feel like I want to be the change I wish to see in the world. And that was really kind of what started me really being a mentor and helping others. Mm, yeah. So that's basically, you see what I mean? It's like we keep, keep on going down the, right. the rabbit hole. It's always asking why, because sometimes these are the most important things because, you know, we go from meeting to meeting or sometimes we're walking, but we're actually running. I mean, forget the reason of why we're doing it in the first place. And this reason of why people will get attracted to you, because if you tell this to other people, if you have clients, people, you might not even tell them, but if you do tell them, they might get a bigger sense right? You're doing it because you want to be a change agent. You want to make this impact because it affected you and your own personal way, life in a way. And people can feel that. And that's what they want to see, not just because you want to do it for money, right? It's this bigger reason right. they'll get attracted to you. But anyway, so those are two tips. Yeah, very helpful tips. Now available on Amazon. Management consultant and author Christy Lindor shares career secrets based on 15 years of experience working at top firms in a new book called The Misi Muse. A hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants. The Misi Muse provides insights, stories and strategies on the unwritten rules of the consulting profession. Christy conducted research and connected with 50-plus industry titans across 27 professional service organizations on what makes a great consultant. For book reviews, tour dates, and more info, go to www.mecmuse.us. Within, you know, as you were kind of talking through your tips, you mentioned about you speaking for a living and people seeing you speak. I'm actually going to pivot and discuss our topic of the day, which, which delves, you know, kind of relates to that around listening. And, you know, as I mentioned to you before we started the interview, 
I feel like there's a lot of resources on speaking and communication, but there's not as much emphasis on the art of listening. And it is, I think as consultants, that's like your secret weapon to success is your ability to listen to what's said and also listen to what's not said and to listen three-dimensionally. And I love that, you know, you did a recent TEDx talk on listening. So maybe, you know, to kind of kick off this conversation, Kit, maybe you can talk about, you know, why you chose listening as your TED talk and maybe share with us what are some of the ways that you viewed listening and use it as a success for your career? Yeah, that sounds great. So why I chose listening is I think, you know, I told you a little bit about when I went from a hip hop dancer to a speaker, I was doing all these workshops and I did land that TED talk along the way. So I was doing workshops in the evening time and lunchtime, sometimes in the morning. And so one day my wife came up to me and she said, Kit, I want a divorce. You're not listening to me. And you know, here I was the listening guy, communication guys. And my wife came up to me and said that. And imagine how I felt. You know, I'm teaching communication skills when my life at home was going down the drain. Mm. Now, here's the thing. I knew that she felt lonely and I was saying to her all of the time, yes, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop doing all my nighttime events so I can spend more time with you. But my actions weren't really matching what I was saying. And the issue was I was not able to listen to myself and to her. Because I was, like, again, going from meeting to meeting. Because how often in the day do you ask people, how are you doing? How's it going? But how often do you ask yourself that question, right? How am I doing? Would you hire a fitness instructor if that fitness instructor was not fit? Probably not, right? Right. And so the first step to actually knowing how to listen is you have to know how to listen to yourself. When many people think about listening skills, oh, how can I be a better listener to other people? But if you don't know how to listen to yourself, how can you even teach others how to listen, right? If you can't be fit yourself, how can you teach other people how to be fit? If you can't cook yourself, how can you teach anyone how to cook? So there's one thing my wife said to me that really sparked my mind. She said, Kit, would you rather spend time with people that you barely know at networking events than spend time with you know, someone who loves you at home? And that just you know, turned my life around 360. What do you think about listening? Like I said, I think it's the key. I really think it's the key to being able to have meaningful conversations, but also to read people better. Uh, yeah. So what does that mean to you? Read people. To me, read people, because I, what I've found in my interactions, and you know, I don't know about for you, Kit, but I feel like when I speak with people, just as you just said, you said that nicely, sometimes what people say and what they do are two different things. And so for me, I listen, but I also watch, right? And I put the two together to interpret what is actually happening. And I also listen to what's not said. And for me, that's important. And I'm an introvert. And so for me, that comes a little, I guess it comes more naturally to do those types of things. But I've just learned over the years, it's become even more increasingly important in my day to day. Of course, that's listening. You do that more than anything else. Talking, writing, speaking, uh, reading. And what you just said exactly was, that's why I opened with, you know, the dog whisperer and the cat whisperer. That's what they do. They have to know how to read the other animal's body language, what they are saying without actually talking to us right and that's why there's no such thing i mean if people were like people whisperers there won't be any issues in the world if we all knew how to listen to each other there's this one great speaker and he said people don't care about how much you know until they know about how much you care 
And oftentimes we jump in and we give advice and we constructed a whole paragraph and we want to speak before the other person has even finished talking. So, you know, they did a few studies in 2000. I'm going to ask you to take a guess. You probably might know this. So in 2000, they did, you know, the human attention span. How many seconds do you think in 2000 are our human attention span? I mean, it's less than five seconds. Okay. And so in 2000, it was around 12 and 13. Okay. So, so they did the study again in like 2012. What do you think it was they came up to? Probably closer to what I said. I'll yeah. take five seconds again. Mm-hmm. It was eight. Okay. And a goldfish, they say, have an attention span of nine seconds. So that means you can talk to <laughs> you can talk to a goldfish longer than you can talk to a human being. But anyway, you know this. I think this opens up a good discussion about listening and why it's so important. And just the fact that we talked about right now is what you're saying. Many people don't know how to read or listen to the other person's body language or how they're feeling, or many people don't even know how to listen to themselves because we're in such a fast-paced community. And so what do you think is the most honest part of your body? You said the most honest part? I'd say your eyes. It's not So it matters. But FBI agents and scientists, they've been studying this. And they say it's your feet. Your feet Mm. along with your legs, they say, are your most honest part of your body. So for example, have you ever had a chat with someone and one of their feet is facing the door? That probably means he or she wants to go. So why does this matter with listening? One is it's also paying attention to the body language. But of course, we're not going to look down at people's feet all the time. But if you want to trick yourself into becoming a better listener, the best thing that you can do is tell yourself, I'm going to turn my feet to the person that's talking. Because if you do, you are literally making the decision because action creates emotion first, and then action creates more motivation. You are deciding to give your time and attention to someone else, right? If you are talking to someone and you can see their whole body is turning towards you, first, you know that person wants to listen to you. And second, where's your intention when someone's talking to you? Is it on a smartphone or is it on them or is it on a computer? This is very little, but it's the little things that adds up that matters. So for example, if you brush your teeth every single day, would you notice a difference on that day? Probably not. If you do push-ups, even a hundred today, will you notice a difference today? Probably not. But if you do a hundred push-ups a week, you'll notice a difference. If you brush your teeth every single day, right? Nothing will happen to your teeth. It's the same thing with listening skills. Can you do it and get better at it over time? Not just listening to others, but to yourself. So that's a little bit, you know, that can also go into emotional intelligence and everything that we do. So a little tip on listening. I love that. You know, in the TED Talk you did on listening, you talked about empathetic listening. And I think it was called true listening was the other one. Maybe share with the listeners what you meant by the different ways of listening. Yeah. So the first one, there's three. So the first one is more listening to the actions, listening to the words that the other person is actually using, like the facts, listening to the facts. The second one is empathetic listening. So the first one is called active listening. You're actively listening to actually what's out there, the words that they are using, etc. The second one is empathetic listening. You're listening to how they're actually feeling. So, for example, one of my good friends, her grandfather told her this. 
And her grandfather said, you know, when someone talks to you for the first time, tells you a story, you know, listen to them. But what if that person comes back again and tells you the exact same story, same character, same everything? What should you do now? Well, you have to listen to them with more intent. But what if the person comes back again and tells you the same exact story, you know, same sentence, same story? What should you do now? You have to listen to them even with more focus and more intent now. Because, Christy, do you know why? Every single time they tell you, they tell you with a different emotion. It's not the words that they're using, but it's the feeling that they're sharing, mm -hmm. right? They might be happy and they want to share that happy story with you. Or maybe they might be, you know, they're frustrated and they just want to share something with you. So that's empathetic listening. Are you really listening to them with how they are sharing, right? Do you know what they feel. So usually in one day, we go through around 400 emotions. I mean, think about it. You go through emotions just like that. We get on a call. You feel one way. You leave this call. You feel another way. You might not want to work out. You feel, you know, we go through 400 emotions just like that. So do you know how to pick up the cues of what people are saying? And the third level is something called true listening. When you are talking with a good friend or a stranger, sometimes you guys sync up. And that's when your brain syncs up. Imagine, okay? So I also ask the people this. How do you know when there's good public speaking is when the speaker is able to sync up their brain waves with the audience. Mm -hmm. So everyone is in sync. So it's the same thing with listening. When you are both listening to each other, it's like you guys are thinking on the same level. You guys are reacting on the same level. And that's why you go into the zone because it's very, very similar with the way you move your body, maybe, with the way you guys are thinking. Maybe you guys are talking on the same pace. Maybe you guys are both just quiet. Maybe you guys are both just super happy. You guys are synced up. And that's what is the true listening because it's this magical moment where it might be you and your audience, even just them watching you perform, it's like it syncs up. But you and your conversational partner, you're just magically connected. So that's a big explanation yeah well i like how you said being in the zone kit are there any techniques that you've seen people use to get into the zone of any of the three listening you just mentioned anything that you can share yes i'm going to share this there's an exercise that i usually do with people and i ask them to face each other and have a partner partner a and partner b so partner A, and I'm going to demonstrate this, you know, through talking it out. Partner A is the leader and partner B is the follower. So they have to mirror each other. So the leader just moves whatever body part and, you know, person B has to follow. Well, this is what usually happens. Sometimes partner A goes so fast, partner B can't catch up. Can you visualize this? If you're moving your hand and then you move another hand and then mm -hmm. you move your body, person B is, you know, it's like you're going too fast. Now, whose fault is it? It's person A, because person A has to really tune in to person B because he or she is going too fast. Usually, in the real life, person A does not know how to tune in to person B. And here's the thing, how you can get into a zone. I ask them one more time, you know, switch. And then I say this to them, person A, no person B is the leader but they have to be moving at the same time with the same body movement in sync without a leader and without a follower. So that means they both really have to 
pay attention to each other. They have to keep eye contact and they have to, it's like a sixth sense kind of thing. No one is leading, no one is following, but they get into the same rhythmic movement. They usually look at each other and they can't predict it, but they move the same body part on the next move. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. It totally does. Yeah. So I think that's one way to get into the zone. You really have to pay attention to the other person. Right. I still love that. I guess in terms of, you know, when I when we look at anything else with regards to listening, Kit, do you have any stories? I'd love to hear if you have any interesting or funny stories about people that listened that you were surprised or that maybe didn't listen and there was, you know, something happened. I think it's funny. Well, people usually don't listen every single day. <laughs> you know, there could, could be a story every single second. I think that, well, it's not really a story, but what I've learned is, you know, since I'm sometimes I'm just speaking so much, I've learned that the way you speak might impress people, but the people that actually matter in your life care about how well you listen. And that's my little story. It's not a story, but that's all I got for you. <laughs> but that's powerful. This is a fantastic conversation, Kit. If people want to get a hold of you or learn more about Boston Speaks, can you maybe share how they can reach out to you online? Yeah, no, I'm not going to say online. I dare them to send me a text at 857-753-8211 and say hi. I'm not going to give them anything else. (laughs) I think you're the first. You're my first interview that's actually giving... Your phone number. So, Kit, you know, like, this show is a show that's heard across the world. So just FYI, we start getting random text messages from different places. Well, good. I I dare them to. No one usually do it. Okay. Okay. Well, go-getters. You just heard the challenge that Kit put out there. So I'm going to put the hashtag Kit Pang challenge for uh, today's... (laughs) Today's episode, I cannot wait to hear some of the stories that's going to unfold as a result of this. But Yeah, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kit, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so, so much. I don't know if you have any last thoughts or parting remarks for the go-getters. Yeah, I really have to say, know how to listen to yourself. I think that's the very first step. If you want to become a better listener, if you can't take care of yourself, it's very hard to take care of others. So really just take care of yourself first. It's like you're going on an airplane. If there's a disaster, put the mask on yourself first. And with that, this Kit Peng, ladies and gentlemen, on today's show. Thank you so much for making time to connect with us, Kit. Hey, thank you. Yeah, and thank you, go-getters, for tuning in. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Missy Muse Unplugged Pop-Up Podcast. Here's to your journey to greatness. Tune in every Friday for new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.misimuse.com for more information.